Welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs, producers, and musicians from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and right now, I'm sitting in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, and we have none other than Younger coming all the way in from North Wales right yeah, now. North Wales. And it looks like, you're in, looks like you're in your studio chilling out in there. A lot of different pieces of gear and lights and buttons, and we'll be talking about that in a little bit but younger thank you so much for coming on the show right on thank you for reaching out it's a pleasure to be on the show talking with you yeah you know um and i know we're, we're gonna go by call you dario which is your your first name uh throughout yeah. the interview which is awesome um you know one of the things that i was so blown away by when i was researching you for this interview is i i, I typed in younger and up pulls some youtube videos and there was this, the, I remember the first time I, I, I'd seen this video and I'm not sure exactly when it was, when somebody had sent me this link saying, you got to talk to this guy, you got to get him on the show. Da, 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 da. And I don't know where I was at in my life and time, but I remember seeing this video and it was, uh, it was, it was the one from the morning Gloryville show. And it was, uh, Lee Dorsey, give it up. Oh, give it up. Remember, oh, you fucked yeah. it up. Yeah, and I watched that, and I was watching the crowd, and I'm watching you do everything over here, and I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. This is so, so awesome, and I was just blown away. And somehow, I, I, it went through the ether in my mind. It was in the back of my head of something that I watched. But when I saw it, I go, I've seen this before. I remember. I even tried to find out who it was that sent me the video. And say, right, you won't right, believe right. it. I got an interview with them. This is awesome. You know, um, so just phenomenal. I love what you do with, the, you know, and watching some of your stuff that you do. On, you know, I, I watch your Instagram videos and watching the mm. studio. And you're just you're just making everything right there on the fly, ready mm. to go. Um, such a talent. So awesome. So uh, thank you for everything you do in that realm and what you create. Um, jumping right into that, right into the interview, though, uh, Tell our DJ Sessions viewers about the Younger Bootlegs. Younger Bootlegs. Well, firstly, I'd like to address the, the fact that I thought you were going to say Sweet Disposition, as everyone says, from oh. the Morning Glory. So I absolutely love the fact that you saw the Give It Up. Because it was the same. I think it was two songs earlier. Yeah. But I got my video guy. I was like, oh, I chose the set list. I was like, oh, maybe film this one and film that one. And it happened to be Give It Up and Sweet Disposition. But I'm glad that you saw that one because that's one of my favorites to play live is that dum, 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 doo, 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 dum, dum, dum. It's so funky. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So, good. Um, so the bootleg, the bootleg idea came about, I've been in bands all my life. I've been, I've been a drummer in bands. I've been a bongo player, percussionist. I've been a singer in a band. I've been a backing vocalist, keyboard player. So I was just like, you know what, forget all this. I'm going solo. It was when my brother introduced me to Ableton Live. He was like, dude, you can, you can, you can do all of that. Just then it was in live and never have to press press stop. And I remember I had a Calvin Harris. I think the song was called Flashback. This is the flashback. For some reason, I downloaded that a cappella or the cappella. I loaded it in and I put a piano line down. I pressed loops and the vocal kept going. I was like, okay, let me put some congas down. Oh shit! Okay, let me put a bass down. I was like, "Whoa!" And the drops coming. Let's play some drums. Ah! And then I was like, "Well, that's a wicked formula of like using the song structure that already exists." Because let's be honest, the originals of the songs that I bootlegs are already smash hits. They're amazing. They're beautiful. They have the emotion of the original. They they've been well thought out. The lyrics, the melody, the arrangement, that everything's there. I just want to put my stamp on it. So I don't want to go in, in and chop up a word. And I do do that in some of them, but you know, but what I love doing the most is using the original structure of the hit song or the song that's amazing. And then just, you know, there's a natural build to everything. When, when the chorus hits, you feel it's coming, it's coming. A moment, a love, a dream, a life. You're like, right, something's coming, something. So in dance music, you can, you know, with the builds and drops. And, and my thing is when, when, the, when the drop comes, it's on the drums. It's We're all going crazy. We're all having a good time now. Um, and that's kind of where the bootleg idea came from. It's just me wanting to put my stamp on a song of the structure that already existed and using Ableton Live to, to build live instrumentation around it in, in one take. Yeah, and it's, we'll go to another one of your um, bootlegs as well that I really loved. I grew up in the 80s, and one of my favorite songs growing up in the 80s was Dire Straits' Money for Nothing. Oh, and shit. caught that, your Highest Points Festival version oh, at Live from Lancaster, you know, and I was like, 
damn, I mean, this is just sick, you know, I mean, just taking that and then, you know, getting into that, um, you know, you, like you said, you can have a lot of fun, um, you know, like you said, taking, I, I don't know what you, would it be considered sampling? I mean, you are taking the something. Yeah. And I guess it's sampling, yeah. But, but it, you're not I mean, sampling the beats, you're sampling the lyrics, the I lyrics guess. Vocal, yeah. Um, but I think bootleg in the old school thing of it was like cassettes or you, you grabbed old bootlegs of songs that DJs were playing and you ripped it onto, you know, you made your own version of them. It's kind of a similar thing. And then some of them turn into official remixes, but I still want to call them bootlegs. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. it's official remix, it's a bootleg. And and are you actually sitting in, is that the Llama Land Studios that you're in right now? Llama Land Studios, indeed. Um, oh, this is actually a wireless mic, so I can show you. Okay. <laughs> And then that's the that's the uh, that's the Peruvian alpaca rug that I got on my travels. Oh, nice! Looks like you got some Roland V drums in there. Yeah, dude, these these guys are great. Yeah, those are those are I I thought I fell in love with those years ago. I'm not a drummer, but I just was like, that's awesome! Wow, Llama Land Studios. Puppy dog. <laughs> Puppy dog. What's the dog's name? His name's Barry. Barry, right on. Barry's just chilling in the studio. He's 11 now. He's an old boy. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's used to it. You, you, you go bang on the drums and he just kind of just chills and like, whatever. Yeah, he's back at it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Thank you for that, that tour. Um, right. Now, you use, uh, I saw this, uh, you use blue microphones. And tell, us why, tell us why they're so awesome. I use blue mics. Well, firstly, I'm, I'm going to take the mic again. They they hook me up with this this arm here, which is okay. straight off my desk, and it's honestly changed my life. Just being able to just grab this, move it around when I'm trying to make music with all these synths, and I've got my arm stretching out to like loop a clip. It's so good to not have to go. You can just move the mic to where you are, and also they're great. They're good quality um, and really affordable. Like some mics you look at, it says like £10,000 and you think, oh, I know that's going to be amazing, but do I really have £10,000 to spend on a microphone? Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So these guys are just amazing, top quality. Um, from, from I mean, I've been using them for six, seven months. I've been, this has made it on to all my, all my recent releases, all the vocals, just headphones on, just sat in my chair, because my vocal performance is quite laid back anyway so it's, it's a perfect setup for it and what brand of headsets do you headphones do you trust um these guys i really like um you see them oh oh yeah the wood finish that sweet sweet sexy wood finish. yeah golden a, yeah i used i used to use these um bayon is it bayon dynamic they're the guys the ones with the gray foam. They're great. They're nice and flat. And AKGs are flat. But I found that great for, for singers. When singers come over and they're doing vocal takes, they, they need something which is quite true and flat. Um, but I'm not doing that. I, I want to hear the low end and shit. So <laughs> these are great for low end. And when it comes to monitor speakers, mm. do you have a brand of monitor speakers you're using in the studio right now? Or are you doing everything in... Adams and Genelex. There you go. You got four of them in there you got you got it hooked up a little a little subwoofer down there <laughs> nice awesome thank you again for that tour now great having a wireless mic yeah <laughs> it, twitter on twitter you posted you're just a boy from manchester with a hmm. shitload of keyboards <laughs> and you know would you consider yourself more a hardware producer musician than a software person uh, yeah it's, it's become that way i think um when I started, everything was, you know, uh, native instruments. It was a lot of Ableton built in uh, uh, samplers and keyboards. And I still do use some of that if I'm like on the road or if I'm, uh, you know, somewhere where I just need to load up an upright piano or a grand piano and, and whatever. Or, or I don't, I used to go into quite a lot of massive synths and their reactor. And I used to use a, a lot of contact things. And I've just slow, I, I don't know, the, I can't even tell you the last time I opened it now because since getting this Roland Phantom keyboard, it's kind of changed the game 
with sounds they've, they've modeled the Juno, the, the SH-101, the, the JX-8P. And I'm endorsed by Roland, which is really lucky and amazing. Um, so they send me quite a few things. And this guy I bought is my Delta. There's just basically, there's a few go-to sounds now that I know where to go for. But yeah, the past seven or eight bootlegs, I mean, actually, I've actually not even thought about this question. It's a great question because I've not realized, I've not opened a virtual instrument in year, in ages. It's all been on what you see here, which is great because when I loop it, when I'm looping audio or something, it's like done. I can't fiddle with it. <laughs> you can fiddle with plugins, you know, compression, distortion, make it like sing. But, you know, when you're going into the, the MIDI and you, you change the shit, it's like, nope, it's done. It's recorded. If it wasn't played nice, record again. Do it again, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, and going back, you know, Roland Gear, I was always a fan of Roland um, back in the day, way back in the day when I had this little stint of, Wanted to do some stuff. I had a I had an MC five hundred five and an SP eight hundred eight, and we just play around with those two. You know, uh, you oh, know, having the sequencer and then having the sampler and then connecting them via MIDI and just hanging out at my friend's house and we just kick sick. back and kind of party and I'd be making some tracks. He'd be like, "That's sick. Change that. Move this. Do this." And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, I, I grew up with a, a, a not necessarily a musical family in a sense. Uh, you know, but my brothers were musicians, they were in bands and my dad had purchased studio gear for them. And I was about eight years old when this started. And um, I would go into the bedroom, sneak into their bedroom where all the gear was and play around with the dogs. And I would sit down and read the books. And this is in 19, oh, what, 1983-ish, -ish, somewhere around there, 1982, 83-ish. So MIDI was kind of just brand new on the market. These rack mounts, they synthesized what you'd get. They'd have the manuals were translated from Japanese to English. And they, they yeah, yeah. the, the age-old adage that it read like stereo instructions. Yeah. You know, you could, yeah, yeah, how do you make heads or tails? This doesn't sound right. Like, what are you? I'm reading this as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid growing up with eight track recorders, four track recorders, synthesizers, uh, Yamaha rack mounts, all this Tascam, all that stuff around me. So kind of just grew up playing with stuff like this and what you could do and how much fun you could have. Never went musical. I went to video. Uh, video, okay. was, video was my thing. Being a video producer and, and playing with the, the – I played with dad's video camera and yeah. made the music videos and made oh, the fun yeah. stuff. So hey, you're, by, you're, I'm a producer. You're one of the most important people to a musician. You, everybody wants that guy. He's like, yeah, I can make your video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, that being said – Nothing better than fiddling an up or getting a filter or, you know, hands on. Is exactly. You know, and just that real time getting it right in there. I was, I was just in another interview with uh, Voicians and, you know, he was in his studio and taught, he had a big modulator right behind him. Oh, and he's sick. like, I can't, you can't really, you, like you said, you can't, unless you know how to do it or what you're going to do inside of software, Right. You can't create a sound like you can with that modulator. Just right here. Boom. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. And he got yeah. it. And he said, I made something just by plugging and playing, doing it. And he goes, I sold that to, I took it to a client. The client loved it. And I right. got paid, you know, for what he was doing. So you, know, you can't get that. I, I think there is a feeling. It's um, a feeling. I, I was DJing for my fifth time, but I'm not really a DJ. <laughs> um, it's, it's a funny thing. I'll have to tell you about the DJ sessions yeah, sometime. yeah. It's a new new kind of little funny thing. everyone always asks me i do a dj show if i dj or not and i go no i don't dj yeah. but what i do one of my biggest things i play with is the flange on the, oh, on the, love, the flange. I, I love that i love hitting the flange i love taking the lows out and bringing them back in and like Isn't that's my whole move like yeah <laughs> Making the low out and putting it back in. It's yeah, I mean, it's just right at the right time. I mean, I have fun with it, but um, that yeah, being yeah. said, yeah, nothing like turning the knob and just getting to that right where well, you just feel it, mm -hmm. and then yeah, you're man. back. You know, yeah, and, you know, computer. You have to be in front of the computer doing that and moving around. I mean, if you got control surfaces, but you know, if I was more, if I was more pernickety, then you know, some people are wizards with VT with uh, with with plugins and. Mm -hmm really precise automation and my music would probably sound better if I could be bothered putting the time in to do all that but I'm not that way inclined I'm more yeah if it's there it sounds good get it in move on kind of thing as opposed yep. to which you know have you have you ever looked back at a performance of yours that was recorded and you're like 
Well, I really mucked that one up or I just saw like, oh, damn, that didn't come in. How do you deal with that in a live performance when on stage? And and is the audience typically forgiving when something like that happens? Yeah, it happened recently, actually, my most recent gig. I haven't gigged in like a year and a half, all rehearsed. I went back in thinking, oh, I've got this. And it was the start of a song. I think it was Back to You, the new single where I looped the vocals. And the, voc- the vocoder was going through my uh, TC, what's it called? RC202 boss looper. And just something wasn't working. The harmony didn't go on. And it was going through the MX1. And the side chain was a little bit off. And then the beat was a bit. And I was just going, what's happening? I just like had to turn it down. And I had like a piano going. So I just put my hands in the air and went, live music, everybody. And everyone was like, woo! You know? Because, I mean, to be fair, it was on a beach in Mexico. So what you got to complain about there. But mainly, yeah, the crowd is usually forgiving just because my show is like, I don't know, it's it's about positivity, good vibes, smiling. It doesn't take itself too seriously. So I think if something does mess up, people are like, all right, that was kind of funny. And, you know, let's let's move on to it. I've moved on from it. Did you have to break down your whole studio to take it with you to that show? Or do you have a, a more compact mix that you get to travel with? I got a second. I got in okay. a lock, I've got a whole shitload of equipment in the lockup in London. Awesome. And if you could play with someone, anyone in the world live that would match your style of live looping performance on stage presence, who would that be and why? Uh uh you know just i was talking about that mexico mexico show <clears throat> the other people that were on it was a band called oh my god don't forget now uh wait 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 australian trio they're called uh wait i've got it it's the tip of my tongue they're called uh, rufus the soul fuck rufus the soul yeah 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 rufus yeah 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 okay nope. They absolutely... How do you forget about Rufus? I know it was like I was thinking, do loose and loo, do mukulu, pus latus. I was like, it was like something like... <laughs> got there. Anyway, their live show blew my mind. It sounded so good and they were so sick. I don't know if they're like doing the live looping thing live. I can't, I think they were just playing over. I can't, I don't know what they were doing, but it was incredible. And I was thinking, I'd love to jam with them somehow. Don't know how. Yeah, one of uh, one of my favorite shows. Uh, uh, you mentioned Rufus, and I'll plug one of my favorite guys. I just saw him here recently. It was like a bucket list to me. I'm sure you know uh, Mark. You oh know? yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, you know Mark did something with Rufus not too long ago, mm. and they were in the studio together, and it was like, I mean that what you all do really it. It's, I remember I was watching, an, it was an Apple product launch years ago. Yeah. And some, someone they hired to play after the show got on stage and they said, this is what I can do to make music. Oh, they walked up there, they had vocal, they had a guitar, vocals, yeah. and a couple pads down on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, watch this. And they played it, beat on the guitar. Mm. And, sample, and then it started. Yeah. And they said, okay, now I'm going to and play this. And that just yeah. samples. Same. And it comes in and, and, and did something else and did something and just made an entire song right there on stage okay. and then just started singing and performing the whole song. I was like, that's the future of music in the sense of live performance, using something right there on the go. And it reminds me of the movie. Maybe you'll remember it or not, but it was a Gregory Hines movie called Tap. No. I don't uh, so it, it, maybe in the 80s, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., basically a story of a guy who's a tap dancer in New York. And there's this one scene where people are kind of asking him, where did you get your moves? Where did you get your inspiration from? I'm totally paraphrasing this. So internet, please do not murder me for this. But basically he says, this is where I get it from. Follow me. And he said, my dad would get the, the sounds of what he would like to dance to. Cause his dad, I guess was this big tap dancer in the movie or in the backstory. And he said, he listened to the sounds of the street. And with the, with the car driving over the pot, the pothole, you know, he, he did it and make that sound and dance that sound out or listen to the, you know, cart rolling down the street or the sound, the horns honk, whatever it was, he'd use that in his style of creating something. And then obviously turn that into a rhythm, turn that into a dance, turn that into a mood. And that. that's, that's something amazing. you could, you know, you do with your style. It's like, 
I'm feeling this. And I've never even, cre- I'm just, do, 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 do. Yes. There you go. And that's the best. And then you're live with that. And like you said, you're stuck with that. Yeah. You've got to create with that on top. You know, I mean, of course you can change around, but it's yeah. very impressive what, what you do there. It's so awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned you were in Mexico recently and, uh, you know, you obviously perform on stage, you do your shows. When you're not entertaining others, what do you do to entertain yourself? To entertain myself? Well, up in, here in North Wales, I volunteer at an organic vegetable farm and like today i was i was shoveling horse manure and flipping out some air flipping the compost and picking out turnips and weeding and i love being out in nature and and you know walking and being on beaches and just nature i got out of london i got out of the city because it was just when corona hit gigs finished i was like wait there's no point in me being here anymore so got straight to nature and yeah i i i i I've found a real love for knowing where my food is grown and, you know, getting really stuck in with, with the basics. In fact, that with, with somehow we all missed, <laughs> somehow we all take for granted, but now I'm like, all right, this is cool. This is how you grow this when you grow this. And, and it's, it's been really amazing the past year. Um, other than that, uh, bike rides, cycle, uh, bit of basketball, bit of badminton, you know, bit of sport, bit of wee, bit of wire, but yeah. And how, how big is your garden when you say like garden? Is it is it 10 by 10, 20 by 20, 50 by 50? Or how, 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 how? The one that I'm volunteering at. Yeah, oh, the one you're working with right now. Yeah. The one I'm volunteering at is about 20 minutes down the road. And they've got about 20 acres, I think. 20 oh. acres of land. I think. Wow. It might be bigger. But yeah, it's a lot. It's a wow. lot. Of land. Yeah, it's oh. amazing. It's, it's huge. And they've got polytunnels. I was up a ladder last week building a polytunnel and um they've got lots of land here and there i mean my my mom owns four and a half acres up on the land up in an island up here in washington beautiful beautiful piece of land i can just imagine what 20 acres would be like yeah you know it it depends a lot on volunteers coming down and helping and it's a great community of people that just want to be out in nature just helping each other it's really cool but the garden i've got here is like it's only a rental so i don't know and who knows i don't know the meterage it's great though (laughs) And, you know, when you do go out and tour, or in the past, you've toured 45 different countries. Mm. When you go to these countries, do you get time to take in the culture, get to immerse yourself? Like, is it in your rider to maybe fly you in a couple days early, or do you just stay a couple days extra to kind of tour the environment, or are you just kind of in and out? Well, I, I always make sure, instead of taking that little afternoon nap, that I go out to the town or see what's going on. I, I, we always ask the local promoter, where do we go for the best food? Where do we go for this? And what, 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 what isn't the tourist trap? Show us the cool spots. And yeah, it's because of money. You got to get in and got to get right back out because, you know, extra hotel days. Yada, yada, yada. But sometimes I bring my girlfriend out and like last a uh, couple of years ago, we stayed out in Santiago um, and we stayed there for a week and it was just incredible absolutely incredible and we've done the same in india we stayed in goa for a week and so we kind of pick where we go and go all right this would be a good spot to stay and uh i always make sure i I check the culture out and also you know go and check the local dj after the show go go get go get (laughs) awesome and has there ever been anywhere where you've left your heart somewhere like somewhere that just that you would want to go back to or there's a passion for wanting to maybe relocate there live there be there it was just the most memorable experience for you guatemala comes first to mind okay just, I, I don't know i don't know why it's the, the promoters there the people there were just so amazing and beautiful and the shows are amazing that i was just like, i have to come back here more i want i it's just a wonderful way of life and and, and also mexico mexico guatemala all those kind of places i have a real real pull towards absolutely beautiful nice and you know with with spending a lot of time in the studio you know you're in the studio you're out gardening i guess that would kind of be it leads into my next question what do you do to stay fit Ooh. it sounds like you get out a lot in the gardens and then walking 20 acres and going out you know unless you got like a little motorcycle or something like or some type of scooter you're cruising around that's kind of a hike you know and yeah what do you do to stay fit when you're not in the? I mean, you're dancing a lot in the studio and on your feet. Yeah. So maybe I know I was DJing just the other day and I did an hour long set. And when I was yeah. done, I was like, 
Dude, it's like it's a workout, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you drum in. It's and also it's never the first take. That's at least the tenth take. So I've done that, you know, a load of times. Um, keep we we walk a lot. Like it's um two miles along, uh, along the beach to the nearest town here. So okay. go and get a coffee. It's a five mile walk, you know, four mile walk. So <laughs> if, I mean, we usually make our own coffee, but if we're like, oh, let's treat ourselves and go and get a little flat white or something, it's two mile walk take the dog for a walk two mile two mile back and that really gets you going and i've got a bike now in wales i don't know if you know wales but it's like hills it is hills everywhere mountains and hills so cycling up those hills is, is a is an effort but um yeah man football once a week you know little bits and bobs like that hey go right on yeah seattle's kind of the same hilly kind of yeah. environment here and, and i i live downtown in the heart of the city one of my gigs that I do a few times a week is not too far away, but I've started to pull out the bike. Uh, nice. the bike. I, I mean, I can grab one of those little scooters and roll it. I could jump in my car if I really want to, but I'm like, why? I got a bike. I just grab a bike and ride in and bike back home in the night and get that little bit in. And you, know, yeah. you got to stay fit where you can, you know? Next step is electric bike. Well. I've been looking at them thinking it's a bit of a cheat, but also if, if, it, if it means that you will go to the shops on the bike instead of the car because it's electric, then that's great. You've just cycled somewhere that you wouldn't cycle. So yeah, that's definitely a, a, the next purchase. I think we have those here. I think, and I did this with the electric scooters and an electric bike. I was waiting for the bus one time, not too far from my place. Got to wait 15 minutes for the bus to come. Then it's going to be another 20 minutes for the bus to, to get you where you want to get to. Yeah, yeah. I grabbed I grabbed an e-bike. I think I was home in less than 11 minutes. Sick, you know, and the bus ride's two fifty, and the bike ride was like four fifty, and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of sold, you know, and and it helped. I mean, it was a lot of downhill, but even getting through the city with the with the assist, you know, right. helps you get through the city pretty dang quick. And I've done that when I want to. I don't even wait for an Uber. I'm like, I'm not waiting for an Uber. I'm gonna take a bike. I'm gonna ride the bike lane, and here we go. Uh, it's technology. You know? It's fine. It's that dude. It's great. It is. It's awesome. Uh, hopefully it doesn't make, I actually was just listening to a song recently and in the background, part of the monologue was that sometimes when there are technological advances that are supposed to inspire the human race to move forward, it can actually have an adverse effect Agreed. and make them get lazier and oh, things. So Wally, right? You remember Wally? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, remember Wally. just like, fat with like no bone structure just hovering about because nobody walks anymore exactly exactly don't want to get to that don't want to get to that um so what um what measures do you take to actively promote yourself your releases and your career and and, and is solid pr an important asset for a producer to have an artist to have um yeah i think so. i mean i'm really lucky with my videos i have quite a good quite a good following online with and good reaction when I post one of those videos. And it's funny if I post like a music video, like a, if I spend loads of money on doing a swanky music video and I'm not playing instruments in it, people are less interested. And even though it was nice to make and it looks pretty, I'm thinking, was that worth it? I could have just jammed the song in my studio and everyone would be like, oh, this is cool. It would have been for free. So I've just kind of got to a point now where I'm like, oh, that's all I need to do. And we're in a new world now where our music videos as important as they once were. I'm not sure. Maybe they are. Maybe they still are. I don't know. I think it's kind of case by case. And for my case, at least, I'm not near a music video stage yet. And I'm really, I quite like that because there's a lot of pressure in music video. You think, I've got a song. Oh, my God, we've got to spend 15 grand on a video. Oh, my God, we've got to get a pretty girl to go and walk down the beach and hold hands with me and... <laughs> Oh. Gonna do that? <laughs> yeah so, you know what i mean oh i've got to think of a good plot it can't be cheesy oh it's got to be nicely edited fuck all that fuck all that just jam your song if, if you're a dj play your tune in your bedroom if you're an acoustic play your song on a, a guitar and show the the core essence of the song i don't think you know i don't think we need music videos as much now but um back to your question my videos are a great promo tool for that, you know, and I finally, finally, after a year of trying, no, two years of trying, I finally cracked TikTok. Yeah, I'm all about the TikTok. <laughs> I've been trying so long. I've, I deleted the app so many times. I've just tried, fuck this shit, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I don't get any views. <laughs> I don't get any views of my videos. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it again. I've got, corona no, got coronavirus, I'm doing nothing, I'm going to try it again. Nobody likes my shit, but did it. But then finally, finally, I was like, all I had to do was 
turn the camera on the side for TikTok and do exactly what I was doing the whole time. <laughs> I did all this shit. I did all these stupid dances. I did all this stupid this and that. And yeah. I did all I had to do was I had to do this. Landscape it in terms of landscape to, yeah. <laughs> and do the exact same thing I've been doing. And, and, it, and now so, it's not promising. I mean, I, I, I just recently got... I would say got into TikTok. I know the platform. I understand what it's about. I've been in social media watching this stuff for years, but um, I don't have too much of what I do right now. The DJ sessions on TikTok, it's a lot of cooking videos. I'm a foodie. So oh. I make meals at home. All my friends for years, if you go to my Facebook, you'll see like 50% of my pictures are food pictures of stuff that I make or eat or, you know, I'm out doing that. So I started making these TikTok videos and like just, you know, as I prep food, I, I go three seconds, three seconds, five seconds, and all these little short videos, puts them all together for me. And the okay. funniest one I had the other day, I made something, um, I think it was grilled cheese sandwiches with tomato soup or something. And uh, I put this video together. And the first song that pops up that I can choose for is Weird Al Yankovic's Eat It. Oh, oh no, it was actually, no, it was actually a different dish that I made. It was a uh, it was uh, this this rice dish with eggs in it and everything. And okay. it just, it put it all together. It was like leftovers that I put together for a breakfast. I put this oh. TikTok video together and Eat It comes on. And I grew up with that song in the, in the, yeah. in the 80s, 90s. And I'm just like, I do my own TikToks and I laugh my ass off at them. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the funniest shit ever. And I don't care if I don't get one view or 10 views or whatever right now. I'm not trying to do that. But still trying to figure out that TikTok game of how the DJ sessions can do something. I mean, I can sit there and make the TikTok and, and look at us. We're out here and here's a set, go watch us live, all that fun stuff. But yeah, TikTok is so interesting nut to crack because it's yeah, not like, your traditional okay. social media like that. Or yeah, we're used like, to. like you said, you, you look at your videos and you love it and you laugh. And I think that's the key. You just basically <laughs> put out things that make you happy and make you laugh on, and, 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 that'll work well what i was doing wrong for the whole year and a half was trying to th do things that i thought tiktok would like and that's that'll never work so i think you just got to do you and people yeah. will follow. and and the, the one thing that is becoming what is in this social media industry now is that everything is now being staged right, right. you know like people are literally going let's make a tiktok video okay mm -hmm. and you have you know, almost amateur acting going on, trying to create that, what they yeah. think, what TikTok wants to see rather than just an all natural, yeah. you know, I, of course I'm sitting there in the kitchen, but I'm actually trying to make these videos while I'm cooking food. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, shit, I've got my phone in the bucket. Damn it. Pull it out and wipe it off. And like, okay, yeah. I guess I got to edit that video. And yeah, it is a prefab sequence, but what you're, what you're doing, you're in the studio. And yeah, you know you're on camera, but it's just live. It's it's right there. Let's go. Mm -hmm. uh, I think does TikTok have a live? Uh, no, I've been thinking you can go about live now with TikTok too. Yeah, the, oh. the only the, my only thing that I'm waiting for is when I can hook this camera up to TikTok because you can plug in the audio from your headphone jack from my interface, so I can be live HD audio. And I'm yes. Thinking can get interfaces that plug into your phone. Yeah, you, you definitely could. I don't, and hopefully TikTok recognizes that. That's the problem. When I'm doing a multi-cam shoot at yeah. one of our live streams, yeah. and then TikTok wants you to stream live, they haven't set it up through the companies that we use to do uh, it. I don't even think they provide a stream key for it. And that was one of the drawbacks of some other companies that have started. They want you to do it through a mobile. And it's right. like, okay, well, if I can't get good audio for my performance, who the hell is going to want to watch crappy freaking audio? Of a light, and then it's just a single camera. I mean, you're you're you could put a little wide angle lens, and you're in the studio, oh, you're yeah. rocking out. But oh, you know, yeah. for a DJ performance, you're just sitting there with one camera looking at the DJ. <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, one of my residents, he's like, "Oh, why do you have to have the camera switching back and forth? Wouldn't it be just good if one camera sat on me?" And I'm like, "Look, man, I love you, but I've been doing this for 12 years, dude. No." No, if it was up to me, I'd have two cameramen on top of these three cameras with an aerial camera. I'd have my drone in there flying around as well with a live feed camera. I'd have eight cameras. See this switcher right here? This switcher, this ATEM ISO Mini can take eight camera inputs. If I could max this out, and I know how to max it out and get 40 camera inputs off this eight camera switcher from Radio Shack. Well, Radio Shack's yeah. not around anymore, but 
Yeah. You know, the, the stuff I've had to do by building studios, you know, I always look at it and I keep my shows clean. Um, you know, I don't do all the emojis and all that fun stuff. Well, I'm not knocking that in any way, shape or form. I just like to have a clean performance and, and yep. clean and multiple, multiple cam performance. Cause if yeah. you look at it, if I set my goals up of what the big boys are doing, I look right. at them, I go, are they putting emojis all over the screen? No. Right. Are they producing? And there's exactly. millions of people watching that and they're setting the standard of what's a large production scale production. And if we want to be taken seriously like that, we better produce at that level. You know, but people can have fun all they want. I mean, TikTok, yeah. Twitch, it's all yeah, fun man. stuff. Um, fun, man. You got to have fun on the Well, and yeah, going back to the original first days of the DJ sessions shows, I'd have a lot of DJs and they were used to performing in front of a crowd. Yeah. They never performed in front of a camera, number right. one. Number two, their, a lot of their inspiration came from the audience and seeing that audience, they can move and read the room and be like, okay, let's go with this beat. Okay, let's go here. When that was gone, they're like, what do I do? And I go, where do you practice? You probably practice in your bedroom. You probably think a jam is good to you. Just have fun on camera. Have fun with what you do. Forget about the audience. Forget about the lights. Forget about the cameras. Have fun. And I guarantee you that will translate through. Yeah, bro. Onto the camera. And people will be in that chat room going, damn, that's fire. Damn, that's sick. That's and, and then they see that and they're like, I didn't even feel that. But then they'd start getting in the motion and start, mm -hmm. I can perform. I can, you know. Yeah. So you know how it, it goes, man. I might know. But I do want to venture into the live stream for sure. I need to I need to work it out. But I was gonna ask you, uh, are you looking into doing any live streaming? Yeah, um, I, will do. I will do. I think next next week I'm planning on doing my first live stream with these new cameras um, um i'm gonna think i'm gonna go live on facebook or youtube and then i'm gonna set a, a goal of like a certain amount of followers on tiktok if i get that then i'll go live kind of thing i'll uh i will uh after the show i'll give you give you some 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 pointers on how to go to multiple locations at the same time we're not i'm not in the business of giving free plugs to companies that don't give us any ch yeah, yeah, cheddar yeah. Oh, yeah, but uh but anyways, no, it, it's awesome stuff. I, I, when, when everything hit la, uh, two years ago, my phone was going off the hook. And this is something I wanted to talk with you about because I think this is what we're going to see change over the course of the next five years when it comes to live streaming and when it comes to quintessentially copyright and live streaming. Mm. And, you know, the EU just did away with the Safe Harbor Act. So companies used to get a safe harbor. If somebody uploaded copyrighted music to their site, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whatever, as long as they made a way that the, the, the content could be taken down or notified, then they weren't going to be held legally liable for having that copywritten content on their servers and distributing it. The EU oh, wow. just did away with that. So the EU doing away with it, it now says you are liable the moment it goes up. You are liable and you can be named in the lawsuit. Oh, so what they've done is they've gone to what's called, you've seen this on Facebook, you see this on YouTube, they've gone to what's called active monitoring. So if you're playing a track and it detects it, it says, hey, we've noticed this, please shut down your stream because you're Whoa. playing music you don't have the rights to. Because the chances of that video, here's the problem, YouTube and Facebook automatically save a video on demand. And that's right. where the ruling comes into play is when you have a video on demand, you got to get synchronization, master use oh. for every single song. And the moment that lives up there for one second or one, you know, one instance that can be identifiable, they can now be named in the lawsuit that you hosted content that you didn't have the rights for on the service. That safe harbor is going away. Safe harbor hasn't gone away in the U.S. yet. But because these companies, YouTube, Google, Facebook, are based in the States, they've already started to put active monitoring on. Twitch has also started saying, pushing out over the last seven, eight months, and I call it the third great whaling when this will happen. They've been pushing out emails to all the users saying, copyright, 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 don't use music you don't. It actually says on Twitch's website, right under the music guidelines, and this has been there since the beginning, one do no radio style shows Two, no DJ sets specifically in big black letters. Three, no karaoke style music shows. Wow. Now Twitch doesn't have active monitoring. Twitch monitors their VODs mm. and you'll see where this is all going. Cause I got something I want to definitely talk with you about. 
they monitor all their VODs, you know, video on demand for people who don't know. Um, and once those go onto their server, they scan those and then they'll put handles on it, a six minute handle around that song. And if the, 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 the Twitch slap your hand, you're gone is three strikes. You're out. Really? Yeah. So, and what's happening is you have gamers and they're playing music in the background and all of a sudden their stuff's getting flagged because oh, they put the video back up on video on demand. Now here's the whole thing. Twitch has mentioned that they're going to be looking at, Active monitoring. Okay, that's great. But Twitch has a little feature that these other companies, that, from what I've seen, don't have. Maybe they've implemented it. Maybe they don't. I don't use their platforms just for certain reasons. I, we're a featured partner with Twitch, so technically we can't. But um, there's a little button, and it says, save my stream, or don't save my stream. You turn this button on, it'll okay. save the stream to the servers. If you turn that button off, it will not save your stream to the server. Okay. So the question is, is if you turn that button to don't save my stream and you're just live streaming, will Twitch active monitoring monitor your stream for copywritten content? Mm, the idea. Because of what's because of what's called ephemeral, ephemeral use, ephemeral use. If it's only lives in a one time live streaming incident, you don't have to get the licensing for it. Right. But I guess someone could have ripped that off the live stream. Well, obviously, if you're using OBS, you can make a record and then put the record wherever you want. But as long as it isn't on Twitch servers, Twitch doesn't have to worry anything about it. Right. Interesting. So the point I'm trying to get through all of this is yeah. I personally believe musicians like yourself or live original content creator musicians are going to boom in that world. Because they're going to be able to put their own content out right. and stream their own content without fear of being flagged for copyright, mm. you know? And I think that's going to be a huge, huge opening there um, where you might not have to rely so much on, say, a record label or a PR company of getting your name out where you could build 100,000 followers or, or more. And then you could turn that model into a pay-per-view model. You know, you obviously have subscription-based, um, but you have Patreon, you have PayPal, you have ways that people can donate to you, but you could go over and find the right companies to, to use, and they're out there, uh, and set up a pay-per-view concert and have 5,000 people watch yeah. your show once a month for 10 bucks, be making 50 grand a month or 600,000 a year performing awesome. live online. Yeah, that's yeah? huge. That's and that's huge. huge. I think that's, an, but it's, again, mixing that technology of the live streaming technology, like you might have the time on your hands to explore that. Mm. Um, so I guess I, I did a lot of talking there. I want to get your take on what you've seen in the world of live. If you're looking into live streaming, are you building a pathway out for that and taking into consideration what's going to change in the future? Well, to be honest, I've not really thought about it that much because <laughs> it's a fucking minefield. It's mad. <laughs> It is crazy. Everything you just said, it's, it, I, I've heard it. My manager sends me the stories and I'm following all the, 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 um, the, uh, where it's going, but it, it, it's so difficult, especially when, you know, I was on Armada and I released the, the song back to you. And on the day it came out, I did the video. I was like, Oh, this would be a great video to do. And because it was over 60 seconds, it got blocked off TikTok. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? I, I emailed him like unblock it what are you doing this is promoting the tune and they're like we've got the tiktok's got an agreement with record labels that anything over 60 seconds even if it's copyrighted can't go out because they don't want record labels don't want tiktok to turn into a streaming platform and you can kind of understand it you can kind of see if someone uploaded the whole song which is two minutes long it, they could go on tiktok to listen to it um but it just pissed me off that I was like, I own, well, I don't own the song. I guess I'm on own the song, but it's my song. I'm in the, I'm in the, the current record. And it's, it was being blocked. And I was thinking, would that, yeah, would that happen on a live stream? And it probably would if it had that live, that live thing. So I guess you, I would have to make completely exclusively new music on yep. the live stream, which is also a crazy challenge, which I'm up for. Yeah. Because um, again, you mentioned Mark. Um, how do you pronounce the second name? Rebillier. <laughs> yeah, I've been murdering it for years. I always, I think it's Rebier. Rebier. Is it French? Is he French? I don't know. I thought he's from New York. <laughs> Hang on. I'll, I'll look it up. I like how he just like obviously just makes tunes on the spot. And him doing a live stream 
is the perfect example of someone that doesn't need copyright because you know you're making 15 shows oh. every time yeah yeah he's from dallas texas but lives in new york <laughs> oh very nice i love it but yeah I, I, it's it's a challenge to write new music but also you want to play your own catalog you want to play your old songs and yeah, there's a lot more blocking. A lot more blocking. Two seconds. Oh, I. Okay, I thought they were going to say how to pronounce Mark Rebbit, but it it didn't play it. Sorry. That's all right. Let's do uh, Rebel. Let's do Revelé. Uh, you know, it's so funny. I just saw him in concert. Like I should know how to pronounce this. Um. Uh. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, anyways, um, yeah, it's 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 going to be, I think that world is wide open for a lot of artists that are going to get started and they're like, okay, you know, how do I grow my brand? How do I grow my channel? How do I grow this? What do I do? You know, um, I call it the third great whaling when a lot of the DJs that jumped online and started doing online DJ shows, there are DJs that play in their shows unless they're cleared by the upper upper management like as a featured partner yeah, yeah you know and we get some clearances and rights and got to submit our licensing and all that fun stuff um they would play their own tracks and they they'd get blocked for them they're like yeah i'm playing my own music but they know and i was talking with a cut chemist not right. too long ago last year and he's like i get people coming to me all the time that want rights to my tracks i'm saying you got to go talk to Warner Brothers. You got to go talk to Universal or whoever owns. I, I have no say in this whatsoever because they hold that master use. They have yeah. hold that, that sync right. You makes know, to realize, it. Makes me realize that maybe we're out of the, out of the uh, record label time. Maybe it's time for artists to just start releasing their shit by themselves, man. I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my next questions I was just going to lead into was what is your take on nfts oh bro so many people keep messaging me and commenting going dude you still buy nfts i buy your nft I'm like, i've tried man i've tried to listen to all the podcasts I've, my brother's like super clued up on them what i understand of it is something digital that only one copy exists of and that can be sold on that you that get a, a lesser percentage every time it's sold on um and Oh, no, you could make. Can you make multiple copies of, of something? From what I understand, again, internet, do not murder me on this. I'm not an expert yet because we're in the process of looking at doing some NFTs for our creative works of everything we do and, oh. and doing something really cool moving forward with that. I don't know if you just make one hmm. or if you can make like a, like a print. Like I could say, okay, I'm going to take this interview of Younger and I, I'm going to make one NFT and I'm going to gift it to Younger of this interview. And he's right. going to own that. Like, thank you for doing this. Here's an NFT. But I could make 20 more NFTs of the interview with you, but it might be they contain this something, something, something in it. And then right. fans of Younger, if you like, you would own your own one at this rate or something or okay. this parameters or whatever's in it. But these other ones, if you're a fan, go in and buy these for a buck a piece or two bucks a piece or whatever they are, you could say I own the NFT of that interview. Now, something that's very interesting, Just I just saw this on Twitter mm -hmm. of all places the other day, and I predicted this, I literally predicted this with my friends about three or four weeks ago. Twitter now allows you to upload an NFT image as your profile picture. It will recognize it as an NFT image and it'll give you a special icon on your profile saying this is an NFT image. Now, if you have something like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, these heavy picture, Snapchat, whatever you want to use websites saying, guess what? You want to load a picture in here? You can only load a picture in if you have the rights to that picture, if you have NFT. So what that means is I take a picture on my phone mm -hmm. and it automatically makes an NFT for me in the background of it. But that allows me to upload it to Facebook or upload it in, or it would give a seal of approval. This is a, this is an original image. So if I share that image, say I got an NFT piece of artwork yeah. and I share that on Facebook, it's like, this is the NFT that you're looking at. Not somebody with a, did a screenshot and it's a, a copy of a copy of a copy. From an artist standpoint, you could look at a, a, a music submission and if people want to submit music or play music online, that NFT could give permissions to say, you're allowed to share this or you own this copy and you are allowed to share it 
on right. platforms. But if you sell that, I'm going to get a cut. And next person's going to get a cut. And so, and only NFT versions would be allowed to be shared. I think we're looking at that actually wow. coming out. And when you said doing away with the record labels, I mean, they're always going to kind of be there. There's going to have to be management and some, not everyone can do everything. Mm -hmm. But if you mm -hmm. think about it, could you NFT all of your past videos that you have of you in the studio, put them up on the site in the store and somebody goes, okay, I bought that one for five bucks. I bought that. Now they don't own the rights to the video. You still control that, but they own the NFT copy of that. And then wow. they're going to put it in their library or maybe they'll, Hey, do you want to buy this? I got this really collector's item of, wow. you know, and it could start a whole discard discord forum. Yeah, that you could start for yourself. Just talking about people trying to barter and sell your NFTs. Wow, they just said, "Yeah, I know, man. It gets crazy." And yeah. with Web 3.0 coming out, it's supposed to get even crazier. Like a new way of thinking, which is always great. When your brain hurts, you know it's good because you're like, "All right, I need to learn something new right now." Well, and that's something that the, you know we we're stepping into as well as moving forward with the technology. You know, having a having a website was something cool back in the day. You know, and then getting a mobile app was something even cooler. You know, in our business, what we do, it's, it's relevant to have a mobile app. A lot of people may not need a mobile app because they'll distribute on the platforms that have a mobile app already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, where we're really looking forward to is VR and AR. Okay. You know, and we're actually in the process of building a VR nightclub right now, version one or our beta version of our nightclub. We're actually already working on what we're supposed to launch in two years right wow. now but we're getting something up in wow. the world to start doing performances if i told you you'd be a perfect candidate for what we actually got coming out in version 3.0 of yeah. our club like it, it, it let's go i'll do a set let's go it'd be some awesome yeah Thank we will definitely that. be in contact with you for that but yeah it, that technology is moving fast and even ar and you know you go do a live show and you're at the beach and eventually people are going to be able to pick up their glasses i mean they could do it with their phones right now and go like this yeah be watching your show and all of a sudden you have a complete stage performance going on crazy. it's just going crazy you know with what you're doing and they can interact like that but eventually they're gonna it won't be a big goggles it'll be small glass you'll put on a yeah, pair of sunglasses cool. and i'll be able to look around and you could be like oh buy my merch right here buy oh, my album right here crazy. at certain points of the tr song you could trigger and say buy this track right now and you're at this show, and guess what? You're going to buy this special commemorative T-shirt saying, I was with Younger on the beach of Mexico. You Bro, know, <laughs> my mind is melting. Sorry. I can go off about this stuff forever. Sorry. I'm supposed to be the one getting you to talk, not letting me do all the talking. Great. This is great. That's so awesome because I, I, when you said that, I saw it. I saw the future. I mm -hmm. saw the future. I was like, oh, my God, of course. I could hit a pad that said, that, I don't know, it was a path to sweet decision and fucking the song comes, I don't know. And then, yeah, it, with your goggles, you literally just touch it and then you've got it. It's like You wow. wonder if you could think you could probably even MIDI control it. So, exactly. you know, if it's all just like, yeah, like you said, you just hit a pad and like, boom, pad one and this goes off and pad two, it switches up. Yeah, how sick would it be if there was like a song, the NFT tune, and you only had like 10 seconds to get each NFT. There's only like one of them. And it's, yep. yeah, there's like MIDI. So it's like, if you miss it, you missed it. Yeah, exactly. So like, like almost an interactive virtual treasure hunt, you know, yeah. kinds of things. But, uh, you know, Apple is supposed to be releasing a slew of products later this year. Um, we know that, you know, obviously Facebook is in control of Oculus. Mm. All the R&D is back there. These companies know it's coming. It's out. The, the leaks are coming out. You know, um, it, 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 I was just talking in the last interview I did. I think we're going to get away from seeing TVs in the living room. You're going to have your, your AR glasses you're going to put on and it's going to pop up a movie screen. I mean, in my Oculus right now, I can already go watch. If I sit back, I put a certain movie company on who shall not be named that rhymes with flicks and uh, put that on, sit in my Oculus and make it as big as a movie theater, like an IMAX movie theater. And I'm watching a movie as big as IMAX would be in, my, in the comfort of my home. So wild, you know, and, 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 and when you take it to the AR glasses, I could be having our interview with you right now. And as long as I have a camera in front of me, we're, we do away with the computer monitors. Right. I have a keyboard, I have a camera, but my computer monitor is in the glasses and my microphone's in the glasses. 
And I might even be able to take a little camera and put a camera out here and have it on my face. Right. It's floating. I could get up and walk around and still be walking around the house doing the interview with you. But I'm watching you on all these virtual screens, you know, right. and I got multiple virtual, a virtual office. I'm even Definitely. thinking it's going to go so far. Like I said, I could talk about this stuff all day long. Exciting though. It's exciting. You know, I, I could go off on it forever and ever and ever, but I think that's, we're going to see that starting to come out and be implemented as the technology starts to roll out, especially VR and AR in a mm. big way. But yeah, NFTs is the big, the big thing right now. Everyone's hitting it. I think I just yeah. saw a, a story where these two girls, they owned a house, they had a dollar in their bank account and in less than a month, they went and created a bunch of NFTs and made $120,000. What? Yeah. And wow. save their house payment. I just saw that on Facebook somewhere out there. Yeah, um, a lot of cool shit happening. A lot of cool shit happening. But on that note, man, NFTs, VR, AR, live streaming, everything back, music production. Is there anything you want to let our DJ Sessions fans know about that something you're working on? Anything you got going on? Uh, you know, I'm just focusing on new music at the moment. Just before you rang, I was there. I've just been making a, new, a little new beat that's going on. I wonder if you can hear it. Oh no, I'm close Ableton. God damn it. Oh, well. Um yeah, it's uh it's it's new music, it's TikTok. I'm I'm really focusing on on the video aspect. I'm I'm trying to do new songs as videos. That's my new that's my new rule. If you can't do it in one take in a video, don't fucking do it. So I'm really excited that I think it's creating quite a new a new sound, which is really, really uh, fresh for me. And yeah, I'm excited about it, but it's going to be new music, I think, in March, probably. I probably got about two more weeks of creating and then I'm going to go in and then try and finish them up. But yeah, I would keep an eye on my TikTok because that's where all the new videos are going to be going. Um, well, we, we, we got I'm, I'm there right now. I just followed you. Nice. So Limp Bizkit, Bootleg, Heaven, Boy from Manchester, Fill Me In, Sweet to Position, Back to You, Around the World. There we go. Oh, I don't know which one to choose. I'm just going to play. <laughs> Oh, is that heaven? Yeah, heaven. You should um I love this. Ah Yeah, dude. I hope that's coming through okay over there. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I love that. You got to put the guitar down. Then you got to pick the mic. <laughs> oh, man. That is that is just that is just hot. And that's right there out of the... Oh, I, I started it back over. Is that just right out of the Llama Studios, right? I have Llama, Llama Land. Land. Yeah, man. Oh. It's really fun. I'm just... Going back to old tunes, going to new tunes. It's just, uh, it feels really good. It feels really fresh. It feels different. And um, yeah, man, just going for it. Well, so. your energy is definitely translates through on the camera as well. And hey, what do you got there for lighting setup? I like that blue lighting that you're using. Blues are great. It's great <laughs> on Adobe. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea what I'm doing on Adobe Premiere. Not a clue. I'm like, brightness, contrast. I don't know what the fuck curves. I don't know what curve is. I'm just throwing shit about. And then I landed on this blue thing. I was like, whoa, that's dope. Let's do uh, this. A color colorization is what we call it in the video world. Video world. Well, that's what but I did. I was like, damn, that lighting looks awesome. But yeah. uh, okay, cool. There you go. Well, um, congratulations on the success you're having there on TikTok and the success you're, you know, you're doing. Hey, oh, you got, okay, you got a, you got light boxes. You got LED. Okay, okay. Oh, you got some production lighting. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently upgraded. I was like, for, for a while, I was using a, a desk lamp for my lighting. Like, I, I don't know why. I've been in video production for so long. And I said, you know what? I got to step this up. So I busted out one of my light panels. And I'm like, that's why I look all crisp. I got to do like, I get shiny here now. Oh, it looks I good. Get, I got to get out my makeup and start just powdering my face and stuff before interviews. <laughs> I was like, you look yeah. good. You look good. Thank you so much. And um, where can people find out more information about you, Younger, and where, where they can go? Yeah. Like, I, I, look I, I, at everything. Youngermusic.com and, you know, the Instagrams, the Twitters, Younger, younger underscore music on Instagram. 
and TikTok, I think, is younger underscore music. There, is it just younger? Younger music? underscore. Younger unders- underscore music. And I'll I'll drop I'll drop your your uh your big link your big link dot to forward slash y o u n g r underscore music. There you go, younger without the e. Yeah, man. Younger. Come along, yeah. come join the come and join the party. That's Definitely, and we'll be following up with you over the course of the year. We're gonna we stay in touch with everyone that comes on the show. I know you're gonna be doing much more stuff over the course of the year, and for the future. So we'd like to invite you back on the show again at some point here later in the year and catch up with you. Are you going to be going to any of the festivals this year? Uh, I've got a few, but they're like random Europe ones. Okay. Yeah. They're coming in slowly, but surely, but yeah, we're planning to be out there uh, for Sonar festival in Barcelona. And then also coming out and being at ADE this year, later in the year. Um, Catch up out there, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You're welcome. And on that note, don't forget, you can go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything out there, The DJ Sessions, hashtag The DJ Sessions, or TDJS, if you're so bold. This is Darren and Dario, a.k.a. Younger, coming all the way in from the Llama Land Studios in North, 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 where is it? Wales, baby. North Wales, baby. North (laughs) Wales. And you know what happens on the DJ sessions? The music never stops.